Nous sommes Squawking Dead, une podcast <laughs> pauvreçon de l'univers de Walking Dead. I'm your host, David Camion. I'm yeah. joined by <laughs> Cosmoms here and I, Rachel Burt. Hey. Not Sharon D. A.K. Blazy Gardner, because she's working today, unfortunately. Last She's moment. here in our hearts. She's here in our farts. And <laughs> Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punky brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R, as well as Survivor Steer member Takira, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon for life. That's Connie Dixon, the number four, L-Y-F-E, as well as former Survivor Steer member Jasmine in the chat. Hi, Jasmine. Woo-woo. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're all here. It's been a while since we've recorded together. Wow, it's been a couple months. Lots happened. I went on vacation. Sharon D went on vacation. Rachel will never get a vacation ever again. And Bridget, nope. she's been cranking no out vacation. content. I, I have. <laughs> I could tell you what she's been up to, but I think Bridget should tell you about the series that she has talking about old zombie movies doing a retrospective, as well as recent update to her Clementine series. And also, she and Takira had done a analysis on the first 10 minutes of the walking dead daryl dixon that dropped i think it was a month or month and a half ago i think it was yeah it's been a while we did a live breakdown of the first 10 minutes of daryl dixon as well as the trailer it went on surprisingly long this is like an hour and a half long. Surprise, surprise. It's done fairly well on YouTube, so I'm pretty happy with that. Thanks to Takira posting it legitimately everywhere. So if you are on Facebook anywhere, you probably received a notification about it. <laughs> um, even if you don't listen to us or follow us, like you probably got a notification about it. I am currently doing a retrospective series with Aiden called zombification education 101 we started with the romero films as one does so we have released night of the living dead and dawn of the dead and soon i will be releasing day of the dead we're through land of the dead already so we are recording diary of the dead next week which i am not looking forward to but it's fine <laughs> we have a plan for where we're gonna go and it'll be back to the jack russo movies so it'll be the return of the living dead movies right which, which you some mentioned of my favorites but um because <laughs> well, you mentioned also ridiculous. that you mentioned that the russo split with romero they went their separate ways the, and, mm -hmm. right. russo wanted dark comedy and romero wanted something a little more serious which is Less, funny because they're both campy in their own way but um, yeah one is like slapstick almost Yes. It was Russo, um, yeah. But Russo ends up getting like really ridiculous, <laughs> which is what I'm excited about. And then my <laughs> Climb to Clementine series is, I've labeled it the YouTube series that no one asked for, just like the comic book. And I, <laughs> I, um, I will be releasing, those are not so much periodic, but until October 4th, I will be releasing um, at different intervals videos, breaking down the... Skybound X prequel called Clementine Lives and then also Clementine Book One. So the prequel video is already out. I'll go back and do Clementine Book One. And then I have ordered Book Two for pre-order. So when that comes in, I will also do a non-spoiler review first. And then I will go through and do a more in-depth breakdown, a section by section, probably. God help you. I know. Essentially. My brain. <laughs> yeah, so the, I, I managed to catch the last one last night as, we, as I was pushing out the blog for both. This is, I love segways. Segways are awesome, right? For both the panels that we did at the camp on U.S. Memorial Day weekend last May, basically, at the end of the month, featuring the funny females of fear, which is what I called it, Colby Minifee and Mo Collins, 
moderated by Cosmom Zero and I, Rachel Burr, and Sharon D.A.K. Blazy Gardner, as well as the Reapers panel with Robert Terrell Hayes. I know I love saying his middle name. It's just so fun. <laughs> Robert Hayes and Ethan McDowell, who played Paul Wells and Ira Washington, respectively, on the Reapers and the Walking Dead. And it was fun. And we put them all in a handy blog, something that we really have to try doing when it comes to conventions, because a lot of things happen and we like to kind of document them all in one place. Also included a little forward of thoughts that I had prior to the camp, my mind that had changed during and after the camp, and some just some cool things that happened along the way, like when we showed everybody the poster that Aliza commissioned from Kirk Manley of us, the comic book style poster. So I know we included it it to death. Yeah. (laughs) It was weird. It was so weird. People asked for our autograph. I don't know what's happening. But the bottom line is that, yeah, that happened. I was thinking about not even going after making all the friends that we made during the camp and experiencing all the things that we experienced and obviously getting the panels and having and being able to do them. It kind of affirmed that this is where we should be. And no matter what anybody says, like this, it just seems to be the right thing until something, you know, obviously until something similar comes along, but you know, who knows? And the camp just announced their October of 2024 family vacation. So Which that's going to so be interesting. funny because Sharon has been telling Rachel and I that she wants us to go to Florida. So this is like, <laughs> it was like kismet that all of a sudden now a Florida trip is, is on the horizon. They also announced that they booked the entire hotel in for Florida? May. Oh, no, oh. for May, which like oh, has never weird. happened before. So they said that they wanted to do stuff, more stuff at the pool and that the whole hotel was ours this time. So the contract must have increased. Previously, this coincides with like a prom in the area or gra- no graduation. So there's always like a high school graduation in the area. So there's usually rooms that are booked for that specifically. This last oh, time sketch. there was like a family <laughs> reunion there. I don't know that they announced it, but it was like Casey mentioned it in a post in, in the, the comments attendees? when they were talking about like the pool and they were asking for like feedback on like what to do with the pool and stuff. They had mentioned that the whole hotel was ours this time so they wow. wanted to do more pool front stuff which yes please sure let's do a panel out there <laughs> Why not? Be at this the is pool. gonna be fantastic <laughs> i was excited i mean it means it's expanding which is that's impressive which is something that we talked about, like, oh, I don't make this a year around thing. I don't know, something we talked about behind the scenes. Well, just think about it. We came because of you guys, and now Marcus is coming because of me. Cario. And, and then Marcus will probably tell someone that, you know, that's that's how it goes. Well, I should talk. Well, you know, we should mention that you just started a YouTube channel called The Ones Who Talk. Yes. So I want to kind of go back and do some recaps and reviews of the original show and fear only because i've always wanted to and just never had the courage only because we haven't done it no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess no i'm kidding (laughs) i don't know i haven't had the courage to do it and me and marcus have been talking about doing something like this for a while we were supposed to release some more content but marcus had a death in the family so we're kind of on pause right now we we actually want to join forces sometimes with squawking dead for like game and trivia nights and stuff if Mm. if that's something that you're interested in Uh, obviously and we wanted to review daryl dixon i'm just not sure where we are i don't know if i might do a couple by myself i have no idea right now okay hopefully this episode helps you because we're here to talk about the series (laughs) premiere of the walking dead daryl dixon see segues i love segues starring 
who is the lead for this show? <laughs> Some guy, I don't know. Some guy named Norman yeah. Reedus. He was in an episode of Charmed once, I think. <laughs> True story, Dave. He True was. story. <laughs> A young Norman Reedus. He was also in Blade 2 or something. Oh, God, it's Doll Rachel. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. First impressions of this series. What, what are you thinking? I went into it similar, but not quite as apprehensive as Dead City, just because I actually, you know, really love Daryl and I think he's a good character. My apprehensions were like, you know, we knew ahead of time he's going to be in France. So my first thought is, um, how? how the hell did he get there? <laughs> <laughs> we better get some answers pretty quick, fast and in a hurry, which we they they touched on it. I don't feel like we got clear answers but they touched on it at least which i'm like all right i see you wait i should mention something before you continue i had dropped the reel for this and also on social media but i had had the privilege because of my friend laura to watch the first two episodes in a in advanced screening in industry city in brooklyn very close to where i live and to answer your question it seems to me that at least from my watch of the second episode that you will get a little bit more answers you get some of the answers obviously at the end of this episode Mm-hmm. And you'll get a li- you'll get a little bit more in the second episode, not that much more. So it's it might be that we're going to get things drip by drip throughout the six episodes well, that we're going to get. That's why I was glad that they at least touched on it because I thought, okay, you know what? Even if it's just a little bit right now, I am confident that we're going to get more information as the season goes on. I think they, like you just said, I think they're going to sort of drip the answers into the whole series for us which which i'm fine with i mean maybe it's like a really cool story and he's like oh i made a bunch of bad decisions and blah, blah, blah. so i'm like all right we better see what those bad decisions are please right so right, right. i'm i'm here for it i think <laughs> the whole concept that they gave us initially with little dude little laurent empathic laurent? dude yeah whatever <laughs> Did you say telepathic um, dude <laughs> Don't no, I said em- empathic. Oh. oh, empathic. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about this kid. <laughs> well, I just okay. don't know. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more as we talk. But but but, but, but overall, I do like. But I do like that it's giving it's giving Daryl a purpose, and I think that's what he needs, mm-hmm. so he doesn't get lost. Which the title of this episode is called Lampedu, which is lost like the love. lost soul. Lost, lost soul. love. Lost love. Lost soul. Okay. Who took French? <laughs> I did. So did I. <laughs> oh shit. So no, did no, I. Uh, I failed. Oh, no. it. <laughs> You're thinking Lem L A I M E, which is that's love. That's lost love. Lem Lem perdu is a uh, is Lem is soul. So you're not his lost love. She's, oh, doll, doll <laughs> no, Rachel's so no. doll Rachel's so sad. Anyway. Hell no, I am not, not his lost love. Not 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 real Rachel. Ra- real Rachel's like nah, no be. Doll Rachel's <laughs> nah. like all for it. Doll Rachel might be crushed. <laughs> right, yeah, she's single, she might be crushed, right. but. And ready to move. <laughs> She's real, real Rachel's fine. <laughs> now she looks kind of angry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you brought up her status, Dave. She doesn't now, appreciate it. Now I should bring up. I should bring up the fact that right again, you Takira and you Bridget had done the uh, the recap of the first ten minutes of the episode, yes. which again you could find on Punky Brewster's YouTube channel. You already had like a, a good head start to how you might feel about this series. Well, starting with Takira, what did you feel having seen the rest of the episode? Not that I would have minded if it was, but I actually thought the first episode was going to be a bit slower. A lot of stuff happened in this first episode. I wanted to touch on what Rachel was saying about like how they're going to drip the information throughout the episodes. 
I mean, it's Daryl. So if we have to know by him answering questions, We're that's, gonna get that's just how it's going to go. You know, I had, I had said that when we first heard about that series, when we, when we thought it was going to be the Daryl and Carol spinoff. Actually, when we ha- heard the news that Carol was not going to be appearing in this series thus far, speculation. But I said, what's this series going to look like if we have to deal with Daryl as a protagonist? Because he doesn't, he doesn't talk much. Actually, the, when I watched the first two episodes, I realized that I know I'm veering into my own first impressions. But the series, <laughs> it takes a moment to work on film craft over dialogue, let's say. And I'm sure there's tons of dialogue. There's enough dialogue for days. But it's nice to see that they're doing more visual storytelling in a sense. Just having seen the second episode, there's... There's, there's a bit more of that, and I like it. And something that somebody had said when we, we'd released that special separately of feelings that of Carol leaving the series had said, well, it's maybe a good springboard to have Daryl react to other people talking or other things happening and, and have him emote via visual cues rather than just talking. I was saying earlier, like my notes is full of laughing, crying emojis. Either people's reaction to him or his reaction to other people just... I was just rolling, like him saying creepy kid and a, and a zombie priest or something like that just like killed me. Moments like that I loved. And then like the one that was like, oh, I speak, <laughs> I speak English. What's cracking, noob? I don't know. I just love those like, because I feel like because of how serious Daryl is and how much he doesn't communicate through words, we kind of needed a little bit of that laughter between moments in the episodes if that makes sense yeah he's saying wtf and we're saying wtf noob and so (laughs) this is another thing i said like he's us in a sense we put on him a lot because he doesn't say much Mm -hmm. clearly like fish out of water story right like yeah 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 yeah. can i just address (laughs) something can i just address something because like as i was watching this it was replaying in my head over and over again there's been a lot of speculation online about this first episode. People who got to see it early were all saying the same thing. I'm going to say it right now. It's not my opinion. Uh, Daryl Dixon is going to be exactly like The Last of Us. We're just getting The Last of Us again. Okay. I there's, have heard that. there's a reason for that. Okay. It's, in one, the sec- it's in the second episode. One, yeah. here's my opinion on that. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could eat crow this next episode, but they didn't say that this kid is the cure. They said right. he is the cure for a dark world. It doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. he's the cure. It just means that they view that he will be able to lift people. This is all about hope. Very clearly, this is all about hope. So that really kind of irked me. Plus, that's a trope, you guys. This is a dystopian trope. Look at older stuff. Look at Children of Men. Same thing. Look at Fear the Walking Dead season two, I think it was. You're trying to... Well, I'm trying to look for stuff that came before The Last of Us because I just want to dispel that. I think it's just like a really stupid thing to say. They just released it on HBO recently, so it's in everybody's like four thoughts. They're like, oh, it's just exactly the same. Okay, well, like, yeah, I could say that about every zombie thing ever because it is all retreading ground that's already been tread. But if you add in dystopian media in any way, you're retreading everything a million times over. The Road by Cormac McCarthy is an excellent example of someone traveling with a child and trying to get them to safety. That is a trope in dystopian media. 
I don't know. That was really bothersome to me. And I felt like everybody was saying it, including people who I genuinely like. So I was like, I don't love that you're yeah. saying this right now. Could you <laughs> give it a second? There's a Resident <laughs> Evil game where he's delivering, like he's protecting a child throughout the game. It's, like, like it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, you don't even have to go further than The Walking Dead. I mean, you, Eugene Porter, the original idea was, okay, go, get to Washington, deliver the cure or work on the cure. I mean, mm -hmm. that's I think that's when he drops T. Brooks Ellis, too, from the Human Genome Project. Mm -hmm. rr, rr. I'm Eugene Herman Porter. Then you have season two of Fear the Walking Dead, who, the doctor who was bit, but it was by a person rather than a, than the undead. But he was monopolizing on that experience to kind of, oh, I'm the doctor guy. I, I'm the savior. It's been done even before The Last of Us. Yeah. The yeah. Last well, of Us that, came out in 2014. Like this has been done like way before that. You know, Children mm. and Men was like essentially the same thing. Clive Owen is trying to transport a, it's a pregnant woman because nobody can world, get pregnant anymore. Right. And this, like that came out in like what, 04, 05? This is like, yeah, mid cause that was like around the time I was in high school. So Jasmine just said it's, it's Clementine also. Right. <laughs> yeah. The so answer is always Clementine. It's, it's the same. That was really not these new books. I, not these is, new books. Not these new books. We're not talking about that right now. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I talk yeah. about that on my channel, unfortunately. I think it has the potential to be really cool. And you guys know, I've stated this before, some of my favorite lines in the original Walking Dead, some of my favorite stuff in Fear the Walking Dead, it always has to do with the religious aspect. I just think it's really interesting when they tie it into something so dystopian, because if you're religious really in any type of way, but like specifically Christianity, like this happening wouldn't be believable to you because this is not what we've been told will happen. The world ending in this way, the dead rising, like that's not what we've ever been taught. So it would be like hard to accept it. So I just think it's really interesting when people stand steadfast in their faith in these situations. I think that's a really cool thing to see. I think it's also nice to see hope in a world that seems hopeless jasmine just said religion is massive in france which makes sense and it's also like not massive too because you have like the the hugest atheist population as well more of a humanist mm -hmm. population oh, anyway it's like stark contrast um. yeah well france has always been not to kind of prejudice a, a entire people but yeah it's always about extremes in france <laughs> talking about hope though one of the things i wanted to point out in both the title sequence is the appearance of the word espoir in the stained glass portion of the title sequence, which means hope, literally. And of course, uh, Isabel's group of nuns is called the Union of Hope, which is l'Union d'Espoir. I mean, they, that's their whole thing. But to your point, they go so far to clamor onto their faith by also borrowing other faiths to kind of guide them. Well, the way that I took that when she said the union of hope thing was all right. So I'm, I'm not Catholic. I've, I've not been raised Catholic. Now I did go to a Catholic college. So I know like a little bit, the order that of the college that I went to, like those sisters were part of the Franciscan order. So there's like specific orders. So that's kind of what I thought it was like that they had bought into this order and that there were like, that's what this network of people is, is that they're all a part of this union of hope that they've created like across France. Can you drill down into that a bit more? So you're saying this specific order, so, the Franciscan order or no, just no, no. a different no, kind of order? I'm just saying like people like it would be natural for them to buy into an order because like that's where they would have come from. They would have been aligned with an order at some point. I'm sure I see that order would be gone because the Catholic church would have fallen apart after the fall. You don't have any communication potentially with one with the Pope, but two like with any of the other 
churches in your order. So if you were trying to reestablish this concept of like fighting for something bigger than yourselves and, and hope and not losing hope in humanity and all this other kind of stuff, then you're going to look for other people to like buy into this idea with you. And I felt like that's what it was like, well, we'll make our own new order and it's the union okay. of hope. And anybody who wants to be a part of it can, because we're, it's all about hope in humanity and, and moving forward. It's not about a specific deity. They would use the same playbook as the orders. Yes. In order to establish like a new order. So they're going to take Laurent up to, is it Paris? No, Is Le that Havre. where the end was? Wait, I didn't, the end? I didn't pay attention. The, yeah. So the, mm -hmm. the port up north is Le Havre and, um, not there though. Le, That's not where they're not, they're not taking Laurent there. They're taking, they're taking Laurent to, is it Paris? Is the end of their route? But I think they're going to the same place that was in the stinger that port up there. No, that's where that's where Daryl wants to go. That's not where Laurent was supposed to go. Yeah. Oh. Did anyone screenshot that map that was on the wall that's that what I just she was, was showing Daryl? Um, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. He said, well, what's this map that someone has routed out? And she was like, oh, that was Perjean's route that he wanted to take Laurent. Yeah. But it was a different route than getting mm -hmm. to that port that Daryl wanted right, to go to. Right, right. Yeah. It looked like it was further off to the right and like the port was off to the left. Good. It's good that you said that because in the title sequence, you see silhouette-ish figures of Daryl and Laurent looking at this city on a hill, basically, right? That mm -hmm. city is called Mont Saint-Michel. By the way, first of all, beautiful. Second, beautiful title sequence, which we'll talk about in a second. Second, but that may be where they're, where they're talking about because when you said they're, it's off to the right. Mm -hmm. So Mont Saint-Michel is further east of Le Havre, which... Yes, it's a port, and that's where you meet in the stinger, Genet and the captain of the ship that Daryl escaped from, it seems the like. The world's worst captain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the world's mm -hmm. worst. A, a captain is only as good as his crew. And Genet goes, well, no. actually, he's probably, he's probably not French. She goes, no, the ship is only as good as its captain. That's how she talks, by the way. And so that's probably where they're headed. <laughs> exactly if like if I had to take a guess. If I had to take on. a guess. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I was like, she She's, was here. It's <laughs> like from Long Island. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, if I had to take a guess, that's where they're headed, Mont Saint Michel, and then further to the west is La Havre, which I thought that we were going to the same place, but that makes sense now. I can say right and left like it's not east and west. Sorry, everyone. I know how to read a map. Um, I yeah. do not, so I appreciate the left and right references. <laughs> like, it's I still have to hold left. up my hands <laughs> and find the L on my hand. This is left. Guys, there were so many Walking Dead parallels in this episode. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first one that I saw. Obviously, when you watch the episode a couple times, you notice that there is a don't open dead inside sign at the very onset. Mm -hmm. The actual sign says, <laughs> attention affamé. So mm -hmm. that's, yep. watch out the hungry. The hungries. Not as dramatic as don't dead open inside. When I did the research for the teaser though the first 10 minute that can also translate to the ravenous that's not the language that she used in the episode the nun isabel but it can also be translated as that because it has been for like other movies for example the movie the ravenous that's <laughs> yeah, its title I figured that's where you're going <laughs> yeah. a slight parallel to daryl helping dwight and sherry and then daryl helping uh, what's cracking noob girl and her father mm, okay <laughs> okay how that how the grifters end up tricking him and yes right yeah mm -hmm. and oh yeah that's a good one yeah and pouvoir uh was it pouvoir le vivant 
Yeah, Mayor Pouvoir de Vivant. Her name. Right. But that group, Pouvoir de Vivant, you mm-hmm. could see them as the, uh, the saviors too. Power of the living or strength mm-hmm. of the living. I have one too. And that's, I just, it's the dumbest little tiny thing that you could say, oh, that's not it. At the end of the scene where they're taking out Codron's uh, group, he takes out the last walker. It's the first one that he takes out in the beginning who ends up rising first. And he does mm-hmm. that Rick Grimes with the old pistol and he just like in the oh, same yeah. kind of manner. Oh, and he, yeah. His boom. Right. And I was like, but his oh, okay. head like explodes. Yeah. Because it's an old timey gun. And yeah. it was awesome. With round <laughs> balls, apparently. Right? So there's a lot of damage. So another parallel <laughs> follows pretty closely there. The, I don't know. What's the bad guy's name? Codron. Oh, you're going to take guy. mine. The head bad guy. Yeah, Codron. Tattoo face. Okay. His brother dies gonna take mine and <laughs> well i noticed it right away i was like this is daryl yeah. and merle mm-hmm. yeah it's the same oh. thing it and was then the, and, it's, puts him, and then he has to put his and then he down. cries at, and he mm-hmm. holds him afterwards and that mm-hmm. yep. that was that was that had to yep. be intentional that mirrors daryl and merle perfectly yeah. i'm yeah. not ready to say that tattoo face is a bad guy yet i'm just not I thought that too, Rachel, it uh, it ties in with that scene because it made me think of how Daryl felt about the governor and the governor's men. An outsider came in out of nowhere, killed your people. He's the enemy. That's exactly how this guy feels about Daryl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's an outsider yeah. that came into his territory, killed his brother. And it just reminded yeah. me of the fact that in these stories, you're never going to be the villain in your own story. You're always going right. to be the hero in your own story. Right. But Daryl didn't kill his brother. It was uh, well, Maribel. <laughs> she blamed yeah. it on him. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's how that guy sees she it. She blamed so. a lot and, on him. And he, would, and he absolutely would have killed him without oh, yeah. even thinking twice yeah, about would've. it if he had to. So. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been very, it, it very easily could have been him. But, but again, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not ready to like Fair. jump right to Tattoo Face being like the bad guy just yet. Because we don't, I don't. Personally, I don't know enough about him yet. When they got to the to the convent, he was like, "Let us in. We're gonna look for this guy." And they, you know, and they let him in. They, I mean, yes, you got that that sense of dread, like they were afraid of these guys. But I mean, they didn't just come in immediately shooting. Like they came in, they searched the place, and like it wasn't until they killed the Père Jean. Père Jean, yeah, and and Fox, even the Father guy, John. even the kid, yeah, and even the kid was like, uh, "I don't know if I." So like. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just like a group of a group of people like trying to keep order in their image, order how they want it, obviously. Like the saviors. Yeah. I mean, they didn't come in and kill a nun right away. You know what right, I mean? Like right. they were just looking for Daryl. They didn't start attacking. No one started attacking until Daryl mm-hmm. killed the dude who killed something that was already dead. <laughs> right. Right. No, good point. Good point. I think it's it's the whole taking Laurent Laurent anyway. Just taking him point blank, no reason. Yeah. Just because they could. That was the thing that started that shift yeah. to me. You notice that Daryl only kills the guy, the guy in the back, because he's about to knock Isabella out with his yeah. with the butt of his rifle. And that's when he's like, okay. Not I've killer, by the way. But you know what? Here's the thing. A lot of people get knocked out on these shows. But you know what? You hit somebody hard enough, you might kill them. Yeah. So you don't know. Or at least cause know. permanent damage. So Right. That can't be repaired in an apocalypse. Uh, That's fair, but he but he was gonna hit her with the butt, not shoot her in the head. Right, right. No, and and I take your point. I take your point. That point reminded me a lot of Herschel 
and the barn walkers, the they may still be in there kind of thing. That reminded Keeping me of that. The Father John. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. It reminded mm-hmm. me a lot yeah. of that. So for the longest time, I didn't really care how Daryl got over there. I just cared that he was going to have a show and I was getting more Daryl Dixon. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Then I did a breakdown with Bridget and I wanted to be thorough. So I researched the crap out of that first 10 minutes. And I want to know why he went through the Strait of Gibraltar and ended up on the other side of France. Or how. Or right? how. Yeah. Did he though? That's the only way I could see him getting over there. So they're in Marseille, which is in the south of France. Mm-hmm. It's true that the captain ends up landing in Le Havre, up in the north, west of uh, Mont Saint-Michel. But Daryl gets thrown overboard, probably out at sea. So he washes up in the south of France. The ship continues on to Port Le Havre. But where did you pick up that he he went through the Strait of Gibraltar, though? Where did where was that? Oh, I literally evidence? just studied the map, and I can't find anything that would have gotten him to that side of France, the other south? than because of how it's connected to Spain. I didn't see like a waterway there leading on the other side. And if you go down, the only waterway that clearly gets you to the other side it is, is the Strait of Gibraltar. It's way south, though. That's why I'm like, yeah. how? Yeah. How the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on when they got him. What? So I think a lot more of that will be end up being explained as we go. There's no indicate. I'm going to say it out loud. There's no indication of when that might have been mm-hmm. in the second episode. You get a little bit more of the reason. I feel like you do also at the sneak peek to the rest of the season. He says them. I was looking for them. I was going to bring them back home. In this episode, he talks about it or finding it or or I was looking for something. Wasn't he say something? Yeah, he just referred. He just says something. He said, I went to look for something. There's got to be something out there worth finding. But then we also get that flashback of him telling Judith, like, I'm going to I'm going to bring them home, meaning Mm -hmm. Rick and Michonne. So I don't know. It's like mixed mixed messages Like the writers are keeping it open so that no matter what he finds, we can be like, see, that's that's what he meant. <laughs> it's because it's Carol, right? Her when guys, he left the show <laughs> at the end of season he 11, he didn't say, like, I'm going to find Rick. He said, I'm going out there basically searching. And if I get wind of them, basically, I'm going to bring him back. I felt like he mm-hmm. wasn't going out there specifically just for Rick and Michonne. Because remember, Maggie also had that little meeting about finding who else and what else is out there. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe it was a combination of the two things. I think we can agree that Maggie doesn't give a shit about Rick. She's not out there looking for right. Well, right. But we can agree that Daryl <laughs> perpetually feels like he owes Maggie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So did he yeah. feel like she's saying this is something she needs? I have to be the one to bring it to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, that's very, very poignant. Yeah. But it, it is something that I'd said at the end of the series, which was it's embracing that side of himself that he explored with Aaron when he was first part of Alexandria, going out and looking for people to bring back or bring to a safe place. I think that's a larger scale operation of that. And then, of course, now he's made a ton of mistakes and he's now he's in France. So he's made a bunch of mistakes that led him to this point. So I think that might also be part of it. Are they mistakes, like, Dave? Everything happens for a reason. It's for a re- and for, for raison. Okay, cool. Fine. No, I actually firmly believe that. So this was like really interesting to me. They got you hooked. They did. <laughs> they were like, we'll put some vague religious stuff in there and then Bridget will just eat this up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, please tell me more. <laughs> it's interesting that, that we're talking about this because I've always felt that The Walking Dead 
does a really good job of where most series doesn't really touch on religion in any meaningful way. The Walking Dead does this cool thing of not hitting you over over the head with religious themes, but kind of sneaking them in like mm-hmm. like vegetables in your meal. <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll mm-hmm. just sprinkle them into the meat. But it does it in such a subtle way that says, OK, here's some breadcrumbs. You look it up if you want to, to see how this ties into the greater episode. But in this series, like Jasmine said, it's hard to kind of not include iconography and religious themes and religious ideas. But they still do it in this episode. They still manage to kind of you know, sneak it in rather than hit you over the head with with religious overtones or making you think or feel a certain way or say well, this is how the world works. There's two ways the, that the world will go if, if it ends. You know what I mean? There's people who are going to be reaffirmed in the thought or assured of the thought that like I had doubts about God and so God doesn't exist because this is proof that he doesn't exist. Or you're going to have the other people who are like this reaffirms that my faith is just as important as it ever has been. And it's the only thing that is going to get me through. Those are like the two main routes that people are going to take when they evaluate something like faith in a situation like this. Well, and what's great about the Walking Dead universe so far, as I've seen, is that they always keep it nebulous enough to give you a choice or you can choose to believe one or the other. Yeah. And you're probably wrong or right and right or right. Maybe Schrodinger's religion. <laughs> Schrodinger's religion, exactly. <laughs> well, if you think it's well, it, actually, this goes to the idea of Laurent being the cure, and that my gut feeling is that it's going to do the thing that it always does, which is not spooky beta shit. We're going to get an answer, and we're, we're going to be like, oh, okay, he wasn't the cure. That's my feeling, and I feel like Bridget, you are shaking your head. You're you're nodding. You're like, yeah, that's probably it. Because otherwise, I'd be very mad. Well, because he's right? uh, well, I don't want a cure. I've said exactly. this many times. That's stupid. The kid's got to die. The kid has to die. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead season eight a. I first won, time of season but eight. Did I really? Why'd you make me want that anyway? Even even when you win, you lose. Because on the he, Walking Dead. Because they say stuff like he's shown abilities, perceptions, compassion beyond any child. That doesn't mean right. Oh, he's he's really loving to animals, and we can tell that he like. Well, okay, one one. Well, we don't know. Okay, yet. one the picture he drew. Okay, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl's reaction to that was because yes, Perfect. he should stick to other things. It's not great. That Two. was one of my laughing, crying Please. emojis. Dude, look at he's beating up on a kid's drawing. Dude. Look at this bitch. Sue, <laughs> my thought Hold of on. that was, when I saw that, I was like, it's literally a man in water. That could be Jesus getting baptized. <laughs> like, why did you assume it's Daryl Dixon? Mm-hmm. Like, a kid who's surrounded by religious, like, a religious like, icon. He's surrounded by religion. That's not Jesus well, in the river? To be fair, are you kidding? Jesus walked on the water. Right. Daryl <laughs> no, no, goes through the water. He was baptized in a river by John You're, the Baptist. Okay. First he of all, I don't believe it anyway, because Daryl in water outside this bath, he's probably not taking a bath in a year. So, so when I saw it, that's I all I could think of was like, why would they assume that picture of Jesus is Daryl? They didn't give us context mm-hmm. to what he said when he was like, look at this picture that I He probably didn't say anything. She just found it. She just found the picture one day and was like, oh my gosh, he's okay. seeing things. But, but, okay, we can throw that out and that's fine. But at the beginning of this episode and, and somewhere in the, when he, when he's in the bath, 
So two things that Judith says in this episode. One, at the he beginning, has no she idea says, what to do in there. <laughs> well, that's why she came <laughs> in. She's like, there. this guy is hopeless. Anyway, so, so Judith goes in a voiceover right at the beginning. She says, you deserve happiness, too. OK, which is a take from the final episode of mm. The Walking Dead. Fine. Yeah. In the middle, she says, you deserve a happy ending, too. Or Laurent says the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little bit of spooky beta shit going on here. Mm-hmm. Now, I should remind the audience what spooky beta shit is. I think it was the 15th episode of season 10, it was. Beta goes around, and he's able to somehow see people that are there that, are, that he shouldn't be able to see, because the walkers are telling him, oh, he's right behind the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Wait, what? What? Is, spooky beta shit. So this is an example of spooky beta shit. Is like, okay, fine, you can throw out the the drawing, even though it kind of looks like Daryl in water, which is unbelievable anyway. But then the the whole, listen, I don't believe in that. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. It's still, it would be, it would be on like a fresco or something like in that building. Like you cannot tell me that that kid hasn't seen that picture. Bridget, the the appropriate response (laughs) is, but Dave, Jesus believes in you. Anyway, so Um, we go to. He does. But then the line, then it's the line. That's, that's what's supposed to hook you into like, oh, this kid's mysterious. And that's why he's creepy. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's not like, you don't need to, you don't need to be, you have some weird sixth sense to like, look at someone and be like, oh, he looks sad. Like you deserve a happy ending. Like you deserve happiness. That's not. No, but she, he uses the exact same words as, as Judith. mm -hmm. That's, that's the thing. It's not, I don't know. I guess it's not that freaky to me. But based on nothing, like what, what, how does he know what his ending should be? Well, he doesn't know him for shit. Because everyone should deserve a happy ending, right? Man, the more you guys say it, the more I keep thinking the other thing. <laughs> it's just really creepy. Happy ending? Yeah. yeah, yeah we all deserve a happy ending. <laughs> Some of us don't. Okay? Some of us right here don't. No. Anyway. Bridget's like, what is happening in this show? Well, Jasmine just sent a screenshot of the map. So I was thanking her. Ah, okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. okay. It ends in Not Paris. Oh, it ends in pa- dun, dun, oh, okay. Dun. Okay. The route. You'll see a little bit more of the map anyway, again, in the second episode too, because stuff happens anyway. So <laughs> Dave has, D- Dave is creepy now. He yeah, it's has kind of not- powers. <laughs> <laughs> I have a drawing of, da- I actually do have a drawing of Daryl Dixon. Let me get it for you. Is he underwater? Is it a stick figure that you drew? It could be. So <laughs> I mentioned the advanced screening that I was privileged enough to, to be able to get. To. Did you get merch? So yes, they were giving, th- they were giving things out to people attending. Did you get attending. more than one, Dave? Well, I sort of. So let me explain. Let me go step by step. Sort first of. thing, well, the first thing they give you is a drink ticket. So I took advantage of that. Yes. The second thing they give you is all on the table. This is a table full of stuff. The first thing on the, on the table is this. What's what is in that? here. Can you see this? What is mm-hmm. that? It's a box. It's, it, it says a, The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. Is it a phone case? It looks like no, it's so phone case inside shit. there was popcorn. Cute. Oh, that's cute. Right? <laughs> okay. Like a little small bag of popcorn. I like that. And it's uh-huh. actually pretty good popcorn. Okay. Second thing they give you is this rolled up tote bag. And I don't know if you're going to get to see it. Let me show you the front of it. <gasps> okay. I love that. <gasps> Hope is not that's lost. Cool. Dave, please With tell Dar- me you took every single one that was left over. <laughs> Well, let me keep going. In the back, it, I like it, that. Uh, the back obviously has the following. It's like a decent quality bag too. Yeah, it's like a burl. It's a burlap. It's it's yeah, semi decent. So oh my god! Obviously, this has this That's in the back. really the cool. Daryl Dixon, AMC, AMC Plus. Dang. You know, AMC Network, Network's all rights reserved. All okay, right. that's cool. 
has a little it has a little snap to it also like a little snap to secure it that's what? pretty nice most free tote Get bags do not snap here. sarah beth pollock also went to a screening up in um on the west coast and they actually had a uh more of a i want to say like a traveling bag sort of that's like like it was like it's similar burlap but a little bit more sturdier and had a snap and it, like a sling across the cross body yeah cross body thank you they didn't have that here but it was cool because they gave everybody water diet cokes regular cokes sprites all that stuff not sponsored by them so that's just what they had they gave people a free drink ticket drinks uh, obviously one and more you paid whatever $15 for a whiskey, which I did. And um, what Jeez. I did though, while I was there was I managed to bring some squawking dead stickers and I met some people and uh, I have a ton of notes from this guy named Richie and I might bring some of them up, but he was really, really happy with the title sequence. He was like talking about, Oh, Daryl looks like Moses and he's, sh- he's shepherding the Israelites to through to <laughs> so the cool, promised dude. land. I know Richie? he was like really going on about that. <laughs> so I wanted to bring him up at least. And then a guy named Sean, who was like, got into the walking dead after like a hospital experience. It was, and he was like seeing Whoa. visions of demons and stuff like that. And Bro, the I want to talk to that guy. <laughs> so what? it was really cool. It was really cool. You got their contact info. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Want to I have talk their to phone numbers. People. Richie blew up my phone right after I left him. <laughs> like that. He just gave me all his notes. <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> Love you, Richie. Great. I don't know who you are, but oh, these, yeah, these need to be friends of ours. So I got two more. Sorry, two more things I wanted to show you guys before we continue, and then we'll talk about Laurent again because I kind of want to get cups. your take on it. So there's these drink cups. Obviously, this oh, is a, I love a beer that. one. I won't tell you how I got them because you'll think I'm gross because I got them from the trash can. Yeah, and dude, I, I did that at Stranger Things. I mean, it's just okay. wash them. Yeah, you just... Yeah, a, cu- do, a cup is nothing. We do things for, for yeah, the wash it fandom and, and it's that fine. we're part of. It's fine. Thank you for being so supportive. <laughs> dude, Daryl you, doesn't t- take a bath. Stole, I take dirty things. You stole. You grabbed a Buffy box out of the garbage for me at Pandemic because <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> I'm like, here, here it is. I finally threw it away. I, yeah, I it's in the garbage, so it's not... It's not... It was broken down already. It was discarded. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Laurent. Rachel, you said he was creepy. Do you think there is something to this guy? It's literally what Daryl calls him. That's why we keep saying creepy. Do you think the same? I think he's a little kid who was raised in the apocalypse, and I don't know a kid raised in the apocalypse who's not a little bit creepy, at least. I mean, this is just a creepy world. I mean, he thinks it's normal to read poetry to a a dead man. So, I mean, how is that not creepy? At least a little bit. It's his recitations. Well, who was who was that like? Lizzie? Oh. Well, that was different. Lizzie made them dead first. <laughs> oh yeah. G- give it time. Give it time. I feel like part of his creepiness yeah. comes from the fact that he clearly has an, a high IQ. And we know that high IQ people have low EQ. Emotional. Mm. Yeah. And so and and the apocalypse makes that even worse. So he doesn't even know how to act normal around people. Mm-hmm. Mimicking yes. Daryl's motions. Yeah. He's like, oh, look, here's a here's a guy. When mm-hmm. was the last time he saw a man besides Pierre John? Here's a Who's dude. A man of the he's cloth, like, oh, essentially. here's a guy. Yeah. Like, here's a real a real mm-hmm. man of the world. A real man. And he's right. like mimicking. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I mean? Like, a <laughs> yeah. How else? Are, yeah. So he's like a, mimicking. A normal, a normal guy who, who isn't yeah. this fatherly figure yeah right right right. so he's like mimicking his motions and like trying to like be like him which i thought was endearing actually me too i was like oh i thought so too yeah (laughs) which is like it's like akin to like the french pantomime right the the Mm -hmm. whole idea of mimes he came from paris you know that sort of thing so i thought that was kind of it was interesting i mean yeah he's a little creepy but it's like i don't know (laughs) 
He's he is charming, endearing. I think, no? There's a certain charm to him. Yeah. Props to this child actor because he's believable in this part. Yeah. Like he is believable as this kid. There was nothing about it that I was like, oh god. Like I was like, oh okay. <laughs> like this kid is fine. Like is he a little socially awkward? Sure, but he's been around nuns his whole life. He hasn't been like in the world. That's not meant to sound disparaging against nuns. They're lovely women, but um, no. But you just get the like, point. You know, you're uh, you're sh- you're living in the sheltered world. You're not getting exposure to the outside world at all. Right. Right. The mimicking Daryl thing was very cute. That I mean, I know that that was in there to to be endearing, so that you feel some sort of like heartstring pull towards this kid because it's just like. He wants what every kid wants, right? Like a supportive family. Right now, he doesn't have a dad. He's got women that he can consider like mm-hmm. a mom. You know, he's got like motherly people in his life. But how long has Father Jean been dead? We don't it know. It looks like it's been a minute. It looks, uh, yeah. it looks like it had been a little while. It might be a lot more recent than, than we think. Because there was references to him ba- a little bit raising him for a while. I don't know for how long. And I don't know how old this kid is, too essentially so there has been it must have been recent wonky timeline stuff i'm not like coming out to be like i can't believe the timeline is wrong like okay you're living in the apocalypse so like who the hell has a calendar that you're like vigilantly checking no one so good luck (laughs) if you can remember what day it is um but uh they did apparently in the release of the final episodes of the walking dead they did remove the one year later title card is what, what I've mean? heard. In I've wow. not seen this. Because she, this is because Isabel says 12 years in. She does. Mm. She says 12 yeah, years she in. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. And if it's a year later, it should be 13. Or they're playing with time and uh, at least with the last episode and they kind of, sh- maybe the Daryl sequence was maybe before that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it came or, from that or if it was from Dead City or what, but apparently in- also. In the Netflix release of the episodes, everyone was talking about this in one of the Facebook groups online about how the one year later thing is missing. Everyone's like, I thought it mm. was, didn't it say one year later? And so then Guess what? people were talking about Tell it. them to do the math because Eugene had a whole baby. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, <laughs> but that mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that it is one year later because what if Max was already pregnant? Hmm. I mean, she like would have not, been not very, baby. very early. Yes. But I'm just saying, like, you know, if she had been like two months along and she didn't know, so we didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, that's seven. But would they have anyway. been together for two months already? But then, they, no yeah, it would, don't, it would be at I mean? minimum or at max seven months. But, in, but see, it doesn't even matter because they do the whole Commonwealth celebration of the day the place blew up. So right. it is one oh, year that's true. Later. It is so you, can, later. you can't escape it. <laughs> But to Bridget's original point, no one is marking off days in a calendar. Right. All of this is an approximation anyway. One person might be like, oh, it's been 13 years. Someone else might truly believe it's only been 12. I feel like after this amount of time, years would start to blur together. Mm-hmm. And you you really wouldn't know. Oh my God, years blur together now. I can hardly remember how yeah. old I am. With calendars, right? <laughs> I still I have to do math guys, to figure out how old I am. Yeah. You guys remind me how old I am all the time. <laughs> I feel serious. like they're using the growth of children to measure the passing of time. But well, after a while, are. you mm-hmm. even forget how old kids are. Like Some of mm-hmm. you have never watched soap operas and it shows, <laughs> right? <laughs> For oh, real. Oh, God. Soap opera kids age from episode Rapidly. to episode. Five years in one episode. I was born the same time as Marina on Guiding Light, I think. Anyway, mm-hmm. she's like probably 60 now. 
Machine Kelly's a cool 42. Anyway, so they're asking us to presume because obviously he's of a certain age, born at the on the day of the apocalypse or a couple days after the fall, that he's 12, right? So, right. or 15. And at least this kid this looks kid looks more twelve. Twelve. He still yeah. looks, he looks older, twelve. But there's a, yeah. there's a there's sort of a way around this a little bit, and <laughs> I'm not sure that this makes sense. He I'm not sure this twenty seven playing a twelve year old. No, no, no. Dave, go, Dave could play this kid. Okay, no, go, go the op- go the opposite way. What if what if what if it was known that the U.S. fell and that Paris fell only three years later? Or something like that. Like, oh, oh it's not us. Oh. Who knows? But oh, it could it, be that Paris fell yeah. three years later, two Late, or three years well, later. I don't. I don't know if I would say that time stretch because I, I'm, we not, saw I'm not convinced footage. either. I'm not. I'm not selling this at all. Right. But I'm just saying. Well, we saw. We saw footage of Jenner at the beginning. That was pretty much at the beginning. Within within the first few months of the fall, Jenner was sending messages to, to France. His wife. We saw that footage. The other Jenner. Right. Right. Listen, there are a bunch of clues about France and what happened to France that hap- that were dropped throughout, I don't know, both series, Fear and The Walking Dead. But I don't remember exactly what happened. Something about the wildfire virus in, in France. and Wait, I'm so confused. And you may have just blown my mind. Did you say that Dr. Jenner was sending messages to his wife? The other Dr. Jenner. No, his she wife was, she was TS-19. Oh, sorry. My bad. He okay. was sending messages I to, was like, to I like, was like, have I been wrong this whole time? Uh, <laughs> no, his wife was TS-19. Right, right. His she wife was, was dead. My bad. I keep confusing okay. the two. Because of, because of the woman in the stinger for the Walking Dead World Beyond, I thought like, oh, that's the other Dr. Jenner. Like, no, she's not TS. She's TS-19. Okay. So. I mean, we could maybe say daughter, but no, I think that's even a <laughs> Like, no, no. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. So no. he's sending messages <laughs> to France, which I could be something that she was reviewing three years into the two or three years into the apocalypse until it finally happened in France. All right. We don't know. I I mean, that's, that's fair. A fair point. We don't know. Jenner did mention that he was in contact with certain places and he like, they were the mm -hmm. last, but even they had not contacted him anymore. Mm -hmm. So he Mm -hmm. had felt like even they had fallen or they couldn't reach him. Also, there's that possibility as well. Possible. So that, that could answer that. I mean, you know, satellites were falling in season 10 of The Walking Dead and maybe they had been falling all along space junk. Huh? <laughs> True. That's just a joke, though. Like the space junk thing is clearly Kirkman be like, eh? space force. No, but Bridget, analysts, you have to be an analyst. And obviously space junk was a deliberate word. And so space junk is just knocking around without us managing it. Because they go at 5,000 miles per hour. I mean, it so, is true. They would so, fall. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah. Am I the only one that feels like Isabel is a very recent nun? I mean, technically. More recent than yeah. the others, yes. Yeah. That is yeah. correct. Because she had been there for like, a while. She, she didn't yeah. believe in, in God. But mm-hmm. she also refers to the parish priest. So I feel like she was either... She had to have been there at least at the fall, I felt like. Okay. Whether or not she had like... Ascribed to the order, she could have just been there. Mm -hmm. You know, she could have been. She could have just been like a member Mm -hmm. of the church, like a church member of church member before becoming a nun too. You will see because she would still know him just by being in the community. Mm -hmm. Well, you'll see her origin story in the next episode. I'm excited to see it. 
Yeah. All and, these spoilers, Dave. And <sighs> I know, right? Uh, pre-apocalypse guy. flashback too. What? Dang. We don't get those very often. That's David doesn't a- like those. Is that the Jasmine's first like, one? Spoiler alert! Spoiler know, alert! Part two. Right? Wait, is that oh, what I'm first singing, man? Pre-apocalyptic flashback. Well, other than the Carl and no. Well, so here's the thing. You, we can say no because we have hope and Iris pre-apocalypse mm-hmm. also. Well, but that that was the night the sky fell. Nope. So when they were that. little girls. Oh, right. The fla- oh, the memory flashback yeah. yeah, when they were kids. Yeah. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Mm. Yeah, David, you're not allowed to watch ahead. Jasmine says I couldn't. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't tell you any details. You had I to go said, to get me that bag. It's also in the trailer, by the way. I was going to say, yeah. It's in the trailer for, for, um, the, for trailers the series. Trailers are spoilers. We don't watch those. I don't watch them. I did watch the next one. Uh, I don't. Most, I really I don't, watch don't watch the trailers. Well, I didn't. Did um, I paint you a pi- accident? Did I paint you a literal picture? <laughs> like, no, I'm well, just telling you this sucks exists. because yeah, I have you a bunch of notes on the and trailer. It looks like Jesus and the Daryl river. naked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just as far as Laurent goes, I am open. I hate spooky beta shit, but I also kind of like okay. As much as I hate it, there's also the whole okay. It's interesting. It's interesting. I like this kid. Yeah, and I like the kid too. I think he's. I think he's precocious. You know, he's cute. Oh, and I like that other kid. Because she is badass, okay? Which uh, other kid? Well, I don't even know. I'm going to say she's not a kid. When I first saw her, I thought she was a kid. But Maribel? She was dressed as a nun. The The black girl. I was going to say the younger black girl. Oh. No, she's not a kid. She's like in her 20s. She seems younger, She looks like a freaking baby. She does younger. Yeah. Okay, so this is the real thing. She's older than I am. You'll see more of her. you're all younger than me you're all babies so this is a beautiful segue into what i really want to talk about next and that is the medieval weapons oh yeah 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 okay those are so cool yes (laughs) i'm sorry i got really excited how many times no 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 how many times have i talked about the book typhoon it's literally right here behind me walking dead typhoon (laughs) is a novel and you should read it if you haven't because it is amazing and it's a one-shot novel so you don't need to read anything else you can just read that one if you want but it takes place in china and it's all about the fact that in other countries outside of the united states people don't have such ready access to guns Mm-hmm. Right, and like so they Japan. have to come up with other ways to fight, and that's what's cool about this. But also, what was cool about it is that they are medieval weapons because that was back when like churches and like that would have been used as like fortresses, and mm-hmm. would and they would have had to protect themselves against pirates because pirates coming to steal relics was like a really big thing because they were almost always made out of gold. Which is why the nuns had to arm themselves. Yeah. So yes. really or the cool. orders. Um, I love, <laughs> I love, but also don't love how confident Isabel was when, when they were looking at the weapons and she's like, and um, he's like, Oh, it's killer fine. nuns. And she's like, Oh, well we know how to defend ourselves. And then I thought in that moment, as she's saying, and I went, mm, do you though? <laughs> I mean, not against guns. <laughs> they, can, they can't no. do anything against those guns. Guys, I just want to say if the actress is 19, how old could she possibly be on the show? Who, who, wait, which actress? Who, oh, Sylvie. she's only 19? Yeah. Okay. No. She's, right. She plays a 30 uh, year old. Oh, she's, yeah, if she's 19 in real life. She's clearly 35 on this show. Right. <laughs> well, to be fair, everybody kind of ages a lot. <laughs> in the post-apocalypse especially well, no. kids if she's if she's 19 in real life then, then she's playing then she's clearly eight 
She's right. exactly, exactly. So she's, she's, she's Laurent's age. Yeah, exactly. They, they meet in the middle somewhere. And Laurent, Laurent's probably five, five, five years old. Yeah. <laughs> she was tough as nails. So. Don't worry, they'll be kissing in the third episode, and it'll be like oh, that. Makes sense. That makes sense. Oh. The accelerated apocalypse. Why do you always take it too far? You always David, take it too you took far. Me when- because right, Ali, Ali and Charlie <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to that Fear the Walking the Dead episode. No, nobody liked it. I didn't like it then. I don't like it now. <laughs> no, it was everyone, so amusing made, to explore your everyone reactions. Everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> everyone hated that. Guys, I saw the episode where they <laughs> I didn't really. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say happen. everyone. It's in episode like, two. Anyone over the age of 30 hated it. <laughs> Only saw it. <laughs> I didn't hate it at all. <laughs> What does that say about me? Anyway, but I did, I should say, I did give a disclaimer during that episode saying, I don't care, (laughs) period. It's not something I'm after. I, oh, the whole disclaimer was like, even like Alexa Nysonson's post, half of them I don't even like, because it's kind of like, well, what does it say if I like this photo of her modeling? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, no thanks. But this, that in a sweet moment doesn't bother me. You know, that's, that's where I'm at. That's just. Just, yeah. It was just uncomfortable. But anyway, we're not talking about that show. We're, we're talking, not talking about, about Daryl's show. No, because we're just joking. We're just joking. Yeah, just yeah. joking. So five-year-old Laurent is in the care of <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a tree. K-I-S. Anyway, let's go back to med- medieval weapons. Because one of the things that Isabel drops regarding that was how Père Jean's grandfather was fighting in the Maquis. The Maquis mm-hmm. was a guerrilla group of French and Belgian fighters who were resisting the Nazi occupation of World War II. I thought that was very cool. Bringing in like f- even recent French history among these mid- medieval weapons, talking about the history of France along the way. I should say that the Maquis is also brought up again in Star Trek The ne- Next Generation, and it's like the basis of another resistance. They're basically, they're resisting the Cardassian occupation of Bajor. So there's similar themes in terms of like the Bajor, if you want to call Bajor France, you would call the Cardassians the Nazis, and they do have that kind of vibe going on. That's so what I said when I was watching, like, the, um, never mind, it's about the trailer. About the what? The trailer? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Dang it. Dang it. Never mind. Edit this no, you, out. No, you know what? You should talk about it. Everybody should watch the trailers. No, I'm firmly no. in my trailer. No, I want to spo- Jasmine's very offense that I was spoiling things. Like, yeah, I'm just saying things that I mean, you know, she probably so left. She did for good reason. For good reason. I'm on your side, Jasmine. I'm with you. I know he thinks he's a hot shot now because he got to go to the preview. I am. It's just a rea- reality. It's just a fact. And <laughs> like our groups and stuff, even the ones that were super, super strict about spoilers, if it's in the trailer, then it's kind of free. That's my exception. It's kind of yeah. like, okay. If and if anything I'm saying is in the trailer, it, which it was, then it's it's a free for all. No. Not all of us have watched the trailer. David. <sighs> favorite moments, David. Anyway. Moments. <laughs> which I'm working on. I'm going to be working on that. Top seven favorite moments if you're The Walking Dead prior to season eight. <laughs> but she says you're not saying it from watching the trailer. You keep saying no. in episode two, not in the trailer. Well, I'm saying yeah, it because it appears in the trailer. Shot now. 
<laughs> You're just scared. We'll, we'll, that give I'm him, spoil hey, we'll give him. We'll give him this week because next week it's all everything's going to go back to normal. Then we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll all be the same. <laughs> we're all, all in the same boat. And you'll all realize schmo. that I didn't say anything special because so much more happens anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so much more, you guys. <laughs> so much more, you guys. So much more movement. <laughs> She can only lord so, it over us for so long. Bowel <laughs> movements? We were talking about the weapons room and a bunch of my laugh and crying emojis comes from Daryl being in the weapons room when he gets completely sick of the nuns and all their crap <laughs> and the like, creepy I'm kid. Like, I'll, borrow, I'll borrow this too. I'll borrow <laughs> that. I'll borrow. You know what made yeah. me laugh genuinely the first time I saw it? I was like, let me pick up this mace that's like a smaller version of the Morning Star that yes. he had in mm-hmm. season 10. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Oh, it's a baby one. As, as yeah. the French do. Come at me, bro. <laughs> wow. Should I say it, should I say it we in French? Apologize. We apologize yeah, you know for what you're going to say about no. us? Yeah, because everything's bigger in American fatties. Yeah. yeah, we'll take it. It's yeah. fine. We'll take it. It's bigger fine. ego, bigger, bigger asses. is better. True. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, it is. My ass. <laughs> if you don't know, I'm joking. France. Then, I, and also, they have no I sense of jokes. I apologize to France. <laughs> All of France. No, don't. Yeah, it's fine. They can't take a joke. So, you know, my brother in law's French. So, fine. yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. He'll be offended. I don't care. Anyway. So. Oh, you're making all of America look terrible. This is why people hold grudges am against, I, against entire I? nations, David. Yeah, Dave yes, alone. all of you. Dave you. alone has made America you. look terrible. Yeah. You are making America look terrible. I just have one word. You Florida. Know, just the, did the defense rests. We've been great up until this point, and just now, just Dave yep. just Just that Dave yeah. offense to all of France. Right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, America Sandy was great until I spoke. Uh, <laughs> he unbelievable. didn't speak his own language. <laughs> right? So that tells you something right now about David. I don't talk English too good. <laughs> so Takira, I know word well. What, what else about the, Why the weapons room? Why use many word when fewer few word do Few trick. word do good <laughs> trick. His... I'm going to borrow this and I'm going to borrow this. And I'm thinking, dude, you are never giving any of this back. You're not borrowing a thing. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, what's here? And I feel like there was a crossbow there and he knew there was a crossbow there and it was missing and he wanted it because he said, well, what was right there? And she was like, oh, that's what I was using. Oh, that was a gun. She used the pistol earlier on to ward off the grifters. So that's what it was. Okay. Okay. I just like the idea of they're using powdered uh, flintlock guns. It's it's wild, revolutionary style guns. Mm-hmm. Well, you wouldn't have mind. regular guns. Not many people can have guns in highly in restricted anybody. countries with very strict gun laws. Yeah, true, true. Can we talk about the fact that they already killed everybody? <laughs> in the order? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I was like, is, is little girl coming with us too? Is she coming with? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Is it going to well, be the Jasmine's four Jasmine's going to yell if I say anything else. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> But no, well, don't I don't actually like, the- answer me. I didn't watch episode two. <laughs> I'm not a hot shot. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let me just say what Jasmine says. Not enough to have your own language. Unlike American European countries don't have guns on every corner. First of all, America doesn't have guns on every corner. We you don't. Wacko. That's a, it's a drastic um, a misnomer. Yeah. yeah okay. Even though there are more um, guns than people. I mean, there are a Which, lot of guns I mean, in America. Yeah, don't try to get one in New Jersey. Good luck. Yeah, I know New York, New York State. New York <laughs> yeah, State. It's yeah, not, technically, it's not like that everywhere. Jasmine, we, have, we technically like, have constitutional carry, but yeah. we're technically not allowed to. Anyway, it's not like that everywhere. No, but let's talk about that moment because I thought that was a pretty cool moment where, like, the nuns were standing off against uh, Codon's people. Yeah. I loved that. And 
knowing that they would get shot they just charged anyway that was that was wild well that's what i was thinking when she like stabs that guy like so filthy yeah viciously all i could think (laughs) stop spoiling kira i'm kidding (laughs) all i could think was okay so this is the point where they're willing to kill you know because isabel was very careful in like everything that she said everything she said was really calculated like in her conversation with daryl earlier I don't know if you guys caught that, but like she didn't lie about the radio. Technically, mm-hmm. she lied yeah. through omission, right. but she didn't actually lie because she, she quickly pivoted too. Mm-hmm. she said like, well, yes, I used it to contact someone a couple months ago. I haven't been able to get a hold of him since. Yeah, because it doesn't work. And he's like, can I use it? And she's <laughs> like, yes, when you're better, because it's like. Yeah, Maybe you could I'll try. It doesn't work, but you could try it when you're better. Oh. That was another thing I laughed at when he dropped the f bomb at her. He was so mad. Oh, you're fucking around. <laughs> you're fucking with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I did like that, you know, because she talks about like he's like, oh, so killer nuns, and she's like, well, we can defend ourselves if we have to. She's very like calculated because it's not like they would just go out murdering people. You kill people have, like a belief. Murder system, nuns based on like. <laughs> morals i would watch that movie Um, (laughs) so i thought it was interesting to see like they are willing to kill for laurent Mm -hmm. hands down and they're willing to kill you could argue that they were were defending him yeah yeah that was definitely defense well because that's their kid too you're talking about like an order of mothers to this kid yeah Mm -hmm. i just thought it was interesting Mm -hmm. to see like okay that's where your line is Mm -hmm. now i know one thing to also note is that when daryl gets the shot on codon and codon flees the is that tattoo spirit. face? Yes, that ta- that's tattoo okay. face. I, okay, thank you. I feel like we keep saying this and you're just like, Whoosh, it's gone. Yeah. I don't know his name no, either. I've heard his name like, <laughs> I, every time you say his name, I forget it immediately after you say it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Me I, have, I have that problem sometimes too with specific instances, but yeah. So, Caudron is a C-O-D-R-O-N, Caudron, played okay. by Roman Levy, which tattoo I'm like, oh, face. is that a Jew? Tattoo face tattoo is a Jew? Face. I don't know. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, among nuns, <laughs> this isn't looking good. So You can't do that. So he flees, <laughs> and on the way, Daryl's like going after him, but Mother Superior stops it, even though she's like mortally wounded. Mm-hmm. She stops and she goes, No, 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 forgive him, forgive him, don't go after him. But he still goes after him. But I just thought that was an interesting moment. She's saying he's fleeing. Now you stop, basically, mm-hmm. essentially. Going on what you were saying before of they only kill when they have to, when they're being attacked, let's say, or mm-hmm. trying to defend somebody. He's I fleeing. I literally Let him go. screamed, Get out of his way, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, Takira, are you a religious person? <laughs> she's laughing because she's not. It's like, for those who don't know, I'm giving the middle finger. I've had bad experiences. Bridget and Rachel just looked at me like I'm the devil because I was kidding. I was kidding. I, don't... I was flipping the bird, but I was kidding. <laughs> got silent in here. Do we think a burner's touch is similar at all to a walker bite? Oh, yeah. I was curious about that because she said cauterization is the best way to prevent the spread, mm-hmm. which I thought was really right. interesting. I couldn't tell if it was like it'll spread and you'll lose your arm. The acid is spread because like right. acid. OK, so he just poured water on it. Yeah. That's not well, going to well, dilute it, I'm sure. Yes, but that's not going to stop it. But burning it also would not be the route to go if you want to stop an acid you have to add a base but is it acid that's the other question could it be oh, well that's uh, bacterial? the belief sorry right, that's so the it, belief so far but yeah sure it could be something else 
I mean, I thought about this a little bit too, because a lot of it depends on the body chemistry of the walker and the, however it's being, That's what I was it's traveling to. Is it on the skin? Is it an oil or is it like some sort of secretion on the skin? So it, it could be a lot of things. That- through experimentation that somehow like their actual body fluids turned into acidic like an acidic t- yeah yeah i was picturing Moment. like alien wait expand on that the movie alien, alien. oh okay see you have to <laughs> you can't just say i was thinking alien silence what's well, oh, the movie a- alien <laughs> why did you say oh aliens? i wasn't thinking that, that. Been confusing so i didn't say the second one. Oh no that's the second one yeah <laughs> Right. So like the acid saliva, I think it was, right? I think it was well, the saliva. It was, all of its body bodily fluid. Like if it, it was acidic. If it bled, it like it was Oh, it would create holes and oh, floors yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Could be. But like if it was a bacterial sort of infection. But then it, yeah, it's probably acid or an organic acid or organic solvent or something like that. Wouldn't it be? How would it not eat away at the walkers is my thought. Mm-hmm. Especially because they don't have a heart to pump blood. Mm. Whatever it is is already partly diluted or mostly diluted otherwise it would have eaten all the way through his arm yeah. and like you said there the it would have eaten through through the walkers themselves so my assumption was it was whatever killed these people they died from whatever this is and mm. then they absorbed it somehow and now that they're walkers they're getting it all over everything else the other answer to this question could be exposure to the to oxygen so basically once it leaves the body that's when it activates, it could be. So we've all seen um, Fight Club, right? Yeah. The chemical burn. What was what was the chemical Lie. that he put on him that burned him? Lie. Was it? Lie. Lie. I don't Lie. Think it's it, a base. It, was it? Uh, did he it's pour lye on it? He kissed his hand, yeah. which right. got it wet with saliva. And then he put a it's chemical on it, which soap. caused the burn. It's part of soap. So, yeah. So okay. lies is the base. I think so it is. Maybe it was something in that family. That would cause a surface burn without eating all the way through the flesh. Maybe these people were murdered and like buried in with lye on that. Like like a bad guy would like was trying to get rid of dissolve the, the bodies. I need to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please this you, this And this is how you I'm do sounding, it, kids. I'm sounding like a serial killer right now. <laughs> <laughs> so kids, listen to listen to Cosmom no, Zero Nine. No, She'll teach you how to no. bury the bodies. Get rid of the evidence. while we're researching jasmine says yeah burning with more burning is a new one to me so she's not (laughs) so nothing is coming to our 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 medical friends okay Okay, so it was a lie yeah you do put lie let me just read this word for it in a scene in the film fight club tyler durden played by brad pitt which is whatever yep well good uh, no spoilers on that anyway don't spoil it gosh it places the highly basic substance the base lye or NaOH, which is potassium, oxygen, hydrogen. No, it's not potassium. Na is nitrogen. Na, what is sodium. Na? Anyway, sodium. Sodium. Na is sodium. Thank you. Na, so sodium, oxygen, hydrogen. On the moistened hand of unsuspecting Edward Norton, the painful burn that results in Durden's method of neutralizing with acid vinegar is explained by the process of denaturation. So say that in normal So the lye terms. is a base. So if you remember, <laughs> if you remember pH, pH, you have acids and yes, bases, the right? the pH scale. Yeah. Most things are Acid and alkaline. So the acid vinegar, sorry, neutralizes the base of the lye. Okay. But it burns him because of the lye. Yes. Right. Like, and the lye is a basic. Yes. Because I watch yeah. I watch people make soap with tallow, like with beef tallow. I don't know why. It's mm-hmm. something I've learned about. But anyway. It's a fat. It's another fat. Yeah. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. something I like to watch. Anyway, so in that process in which they do that, they pull out all of the impurities out of the, the tallow, which is like the animal fat that you render down. 
Mm-hmm. So the tallow that's left over dries above any water. So you use salt and water to pull out the imp- impurities out of the tallow. Once the tallow is clean, you then combine it. You melt it down and you combine it with lye and then any other ingredients that you're using. So it is fat. So any kind, you have to use a fat. So that's where the tallow comes in. You boil that fat with lye or potassium hydroxide. And then hydrolysis of the fats and oils occur yielding glycerol, which is soap. Okay. Yep. Cauterization can also reduce the risk of infection. Yes. It is used to treat diseased tissue and remove it, which prevents the spread of infection causing bacteria. I looked up all the reasons so, you would cauterize something. I guess it must be it must be a bacterial infection then, Dave, because there's no That's other reason to cauterize it. And Jasmine mm-hmm. just said medical opinion, simply it. clean and dress the wound. <laughs> That's what I thought of. And that's what he did mm-hmm. at first. Then Isabel says, you're lucky you didn't lose your arm. So clearly like that treatment of cleaning the wound and dressing it was not enough. Yeah. Essentially, the cauterization was their form of denaturation or it could be bacterial inf- infection, mm-hmm. essentially. I just feel like whatever it is, it was exacerbated by the wildfire virus. And that's why typical treatments might not help as much as they would. Might. Right. So maybe yeah. it might be more resilient. And it, it's like the guts trick too, right? It, it may kill you. It most likely will make you turn or and make you sick. But sometimes you can serve like Father Gabriel. Sometimes, sometimes you, you just lose an survive. eye. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. through, but mm-hmm. he lost the eye through the infection, mm-hmm. right? The, through the fever, yep. mostly. Mm-hmm. Where is that aspirin now? Who knows? Anyway, so the poem that Laurent recites to the Walker Father Père uh, Jean is called <laughs> the, Liber- the Walker Father. The Walker Father Père Jean. Father. Walker Father. Walker Father <laughs> is uh, is called Liberté by Paul Eloire. The line that he's reading in English. Well, obviously, the you know what the poem's about. It's a resistance poem from basically back when it was uh, around the World War One, World War Two. The lines that he's reading is that on every piece of dawn. On the sea, on the ships, on the demented mountain, I write your name, which the name is Liberty. But it goes through all the things that remind him of Liberty, basically. I, I, just, I thought that was kind of interesting. It might be something we might revisit because the overall theme, obviously, of the show is hope. But throughout so far that I've seen, it seems to be like a lot of the series deals also with this reawakening of the concept of Liberty. Like you said, there are like different, Bridget, you said like orders and essentially trying to reestablish an order of some kind, but everybody has a different idea of what that could be. And especially in France, where you have different ideas now, today, in this time, different ideas of how that can be done. France has kind of gone the way of more of a more um, social welfare country. So it's very interesting to see how post-apocalyptically they're going to deal with this idea that they had a long while ago called liberty. When you think of liberty, sometimes people think of the French Revolution and how they overthrew the monarchy and established like parliament and all that stuff. But you know, here we might see a revival of that in the series in some form or fashion, or at least on an individual level. So I, I'm curious to see how they deal with that. And I'll make the poem available on our blog, too, in English and in French. Don't you guys think that 12 years into the apocalypse, they should know by now to just stab Father Walker in the head and move on? Well, I think they have faith. I'm not sure what they're expecting. I don't want to believe that they truly think he's going to, like, be human again. But like, are they just trying to pray for his soul or it wasn't clear to me what the end game with, was with keeping him around? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the defining line between metaphorical truth and actual belief. We believe in transfiguration or 
like the Lazarus effect of, of our loved ones being reborn or that, that sort of thing. So I think you get to a line, up to a line. And at that point, you said, no, we believe that if we believe that Laurent is the cure, let's say, because a lot of the stuff that they're talking about, this kid being a miracle child, about the messenger and delivering him to the right place so that he can learn to be the Messiah, let's say. If you believe that, then you have to believe in other things. Like, so you get to the point where like, okay, no, we believe in literal transfiguration or we believe in literal apocalypses and stuff like that. No, this, this is what's going to happen. So I can, I can easily see why they'd keep him around to see if it worked or of all people that should be saved from this, it would be Père Jean. I don't think they look at him as a, a literal cure. It's more of a spiritual cure Yeah. to lead the new group of humanity, not actually bring the dead back to life right in which i mean and also like he did sort of he died and then came back not how you wanted him to but he did <laughs> reanimate yeah well she does say something to the effect of even him meaning we believe in forgiveness and more like forgiving our enemies sort of thing but she extended that to Père Jean mm -hmm. in his current state too we also don't know how he died Right. I was just thinking about that. I actually wonder about that. I would say this. I think that they believe in the literal cure or they believe in the literal they can return him back. I think we think that we'll, we'll probably take that and say, no, maybe he's just to give people hope. Actually, Bridget's probably a better person to ask this question. I couldn't tell based off the very limited amount of dialogue that we got about it. They probably do because like that's something you would believe in. But I don't know because... <sighs> I want to be careful about what I say here. This doesn't align with my views because he's just a man. Catholicism has different beliefs and I, I don't know enough about it to really say one way or the other. They had to have seen more than just him die and turn into a walker. And we're far enough into the apocalypse like that they should have just a common sense understanding like this guy was not coming back. Maybe that's not the point. Also, maybe they don't kill the, the undead. Maybe they don't put them down based on like principles. Also, I'm saying in addition to maybe even literally believing that Laurent could bring mm -hmm. him back because of all people, you'd think that, you know, of all the people who have been undeaded, who better to receive the cure than Père Jean? I'm even more curious to find out why or how he died. Yeah. I almost wonder if his the circumstances surrounding his death. Yeah have anything to do with why they were holding on to him and keeping him and praying for his soul. I hope we find out. I'm not sure that we will. And it's probably better that they don't actually <laughs> go into it. I mean, if it has something to do with, with the story of Laurent, then, then we might, you know, we might need to know. But Like how hmm. long did they plan on praying for his soul? Uh, forever. <laughs> I'm going to wait around for this dude to uh, wake up. <laughs> so let me tell you about the, let me tell you about this thing called Christianity because They've been waiting for this guy to come back for 2,000 years. So yeah, I'm just saying, in I'm the just grand saying, scheme of things, that's not that long. A couple of years anyway. isn't so bad. Yeah. Dropping the right. bucket. It's not that long in the grand scheme. <laughs> no shade. I'm just saying. Catholicism, some of their beliefs have changed over time with the different popes. And I'm not trying to offend anyone like at all. This is just like knowledge that I have from years past. So like this could be different. But purgatory was a Catholic belief. I don't know that it is anymore because I believe that one of the popes ruled not but i'm unsure about that purgatory was a belief that you could go to a, a place in between heaven and hell and that people prayed for you to gain admittance into, into heaven i don't know if that was it did he commit some sort of grave mistake was he a creep you know like i don't know i don't know well they also believe in limbo though right which is a different place that maybe is the part that was christianity general christianity no. 
I'm not sure. I, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying Christianity does not believe in limbo or purgatory. Oh, okay. Like okay. general, like most sects of Christianity do not believe in limbo or purgatory. That is specifically a Catholic thing, but it could be also Episcopalian because they were an offshoot of the Catholic Church. So maybe their thinking was that they pray for his soul until the actual walker dies on its own. Like they, that's how they know that he was re- redeemed. Yeah. Hmm. Could be or anything. released. Right. Hmm. Seems like a dead end at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it's, yeah, I don't know. And we might never know. Mother Superior's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rest of the nuns are dead. And we're going to be going on this journey of hope, essentially. Well, Isabel might have a story to tell us later on. That's safe to say. Also, I don't love that her name is Isabel. Because of the other Isabel? <laughs> yes. Walking Dead Universe? Yes. But one's French, one isn't. And there's another like millions Jenny. and millions and millions of we names to Griselda's. choose from. Like, yeah, on. we have two. We, yeah, are you excited with that? I have an entire folder in my phone dedicated to recycled names throughout the universe. So, so it's happened a lot. I do want to say one thing. I don't know how accurate of a representation of anything this show would be. Okay. Cause this is taking like actual beliefs that people believe and it's distorting it to fit this storyline. So I want to just state that outright. Cause like, I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, this chick doesn't know what she's talking about at all. I don't claim to know a ton about Catholicism. I'm Lutheran. So like, you know, in the course of history, we were once enemies. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Martin Luther? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And so I'm sorry. I, I really, I do not. Yeah, he was German. I really, my intention is not to offend anyone. I'm just trying to take the bits of knowledge that I have from going to a Catholic college, learning about like different, you know, religions through the course of my life. Seriously, do not mean to offend anybody at any point. Meanwhile, like I'm flipping the bird, like jokingly at you guys for believing in things. (sighs) But you know, I'm joking. Yeah, we do. I think, I hope. <laughs> That's why people hate me. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> like, so the Twitterverse made way too much of a big deal out of this little bathtub scene with Daryl and Isabel, even though I kind of <laughs> sit in there like, so do nuns normally walk into a room with a naked man in a bathtub that doesn't have bubbles in it? Besides that. It was that, super milky though. Yeah, it was. It was like filth. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> I was like, they like made way too much of, of a big deal out of it. Like it was literally just. I read something that was like, these two are definitely going to bone. And it's like, okay, can I, can I say something? Just because a man and a woman are together does not mean that they're going to bone. How many times do I have to say this? Hey, guess Mm -hmm. what? I'm friends with Dave. Dave and I are not going to bone. No, you don't have other friends named Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, me. (laughs) We're not going to bone. Yeah. Right. I love my husband. Yeah. Yeah. People need to stop pushing I only characters. I have so much time. I don't, so, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm in the box. No, His wife Stupid. is smoking hot. Yeah. yeah. So. Love you, Evelyn. Seriously. <laughs> She's great. She's great. She's great. She, she hears me. She can hear. I'm so excited. She can hear. Her ears are ringing right now because I'm talking about her. She's going to be like, burning. later on tonight, you're going to be like, hey, was uh, was Rachel talking about me? Because my ears were ringing. And you'll be yeah. like, and you're gonna lie, Bridget and you're going to lie and be like, no. We're not going to sneeze I agree. I think people, the internet definitely needs to calm down with putting characters together like this. However, I will say in the moment... When she like reached towards an inappropriate area and then he grabbed her for like a split second. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
I'm and then he was like, it. oh, scars. And I was like, oh, okay. Whew, I can breathe. <laughs> I was like, say, no, don't go there. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. I was like, I was like what is happening? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, what? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl, yeah. yes. get some good. of that. Not, yeah. not that. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with it. It's fine. I don't know. Of all the people, he, <laughs> it could there could be a romantic story. I don't with. care. There can be. I I right. really don't care. But I'm just saying it doesn't automatically always have to be that. Right. They did the same thing with Dead City no, and gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Personally, I think I would be upset if these two characters did have anything romantic because she dedicated her life to God. She's a nun, and if anything did happen, like her vows mean shit now and i would have much less respect for this character mm -hmm. and i don't want that to happen so in, in a broken world though I, I, I don't know, I, I, yes well, especially he, in a broken yeah. world your vows should mean more right now well i mean maybe not more, but your vow your vows mean something as a yeah, like, I mean, they and mean I, something I would, but well, just like countries don't have borders and the walking dead universe being a sort of gray area where you do label certain people as good guys and bad guys let's say but at the end of the day if you get the full picture and you take in every perspective kind of like we were saying about Codon earlier the guy touchy face his brother yeah his brother was murdered you know if we were in his shoes we'd want mm -hmm. an answer right. at the very least if not satisfaction that okay my brother's so yeah vows and we look at i mean a lot of us look at religion i mean especially people who don't believe we look at religion as a black and white issue you're you're either there and you're committed or you're not and you're not you know that's some people i me, i'm kind of i i would classify myself more as an agnostic let's say or I don't like to classify myself. I, I do see the wisdom in religion and I just don't follow the practices. So I think most people though what? are black. You are, you are very traditional, but not really not like even I, sort of, you are much more traditional than, than most other Jewish friends that I have. Like you, well, I feel like your religion is very important to you. We well, have let me give, weekly let me, lessons. Well, let me, <laughs> let me give you a little bit of background. So I, I was raised in a very religious house. Well, I, I wasn't at first. But we were, were raised on tradition, like by the book traditions. Yeah. But yeah. then as I grew up, my parents became more religious. My family became more religious. I went to religious schooling and I, I so, but you know, I, I grew up and then I, I retained a lot of a mass of Jewish knowledge, but then, you know, I became, I'm, I'm, I'm like a in-between place person. I, I see you're, the utility. You're a freelance. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a, I work freelance for Judaism, right? <laughs> well, going back to Isabel specifically, I would say that in a broken world where there's no borders and bad guys are kind of gray and taking a different perspective, you could see things differently. I wouldn't be mad at, at her either relaxing her vows or realizing that maybe they weren't for her to begin with or something like that. Didn't we already watch them all break their vows? They killed people or tried to. <laughs> they were, it was in, it was in defense. Even in the Bible, you kill in time of war. Right. Right. They're still on a holy mission. There's lots of killing in the Bible. <laughs> You've still ascribed to the fact that you are your job, your holy mission from God is that you are to protect this child and get him where he needs to be. Because okay. they said he is the new Messiah. Mm -hmm. So I just want to clarify that is the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. is what they're saying <laughs> i don't know that this creepy kid is that but that's their belief so mm -hmm. maybe going back to the Père Jean question yeah maybe they do be believe in literal right. the dead coming back to actual life not just well undead reanimation. not just reanimation this goes back yeah. to it's a line that herschel delivers in season two of the walking dead where he says something to the effect of the lord said that 
the dead would rise. I just didn't think it would be like this. It's something to that effect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you mostly nailed it. Yeah. It reminds me sentiment. a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So the the resurrection is a real belief. I, I believe in the resurrection. The literal, though. Yeah. Not metaphorical. Not metaphorical. Yeah. A real resurrection. Now, I don't know what that looks like because, you know, end times revelation is a wild book of the Bible uh, <laughs> that that takes you on a real ride. Um, and so, so I don't know what that looks like. None of us do. Mm. But that's kind of the whole, that's what faith is, right? Is like believing without right. seeing. Right, right. So without proof, even. Yeah. So I believe without mm-hmm. proof, and I don't know what that will look like. Right, but otherwise they're operating on faith that that he'll be restored, let's say, or at least redeemed. At very least, redeemed. Yeah. Or at least the virus ends, and then he just collapses. That <laughs> could be. I mean, that, that could be anything. Maybe. I think we should skip to the end, to the stinger part where you meet Jeanette and the captain mm. of the ship and the doctor. Let's say. She's giving real uh, Kublik vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, essentially, mm-hmm. essentially. So let me just start by saying the word Genet, G-E-N-E-T, means broom in French. <laughs> so she's, broom? she's, she's, she's cleaning sweeper. house. <laughs> yeah, cleaning she's, house. Exactly. So now we can talk about real things. Okay. <laughs> if you had to identify this group in any way, do you think they have any associations to any groups that we know of in the universe? Or do you think this is... They look a very civic republic, in my opinion. I immediately wrote, this chick is CRM. (laughs) That's what I wrote down. (laughs) I'm not ready to yet, but... I don't know that that is the case. It's just like the dress, Mm -hmm. her like attire, very much gave off that vibe. That black trench coat. It's like that pea coat material, you know? I don't know, it just had that Mm -hmm. look. If they right. have ships capable of sailing across oceans, I mean, why not? I'm lo- I love that you said that because in the conversation she mentioned, it took them three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. To three years to get that ship boat. in shape. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. interesting. For Daryl to, get to destroy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, he did Almost. like, it looked like he destroyed the lab area. Equipment. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. The equipment yeah. that they were like researching. And cause a mutiny. Yeah, and he caused a prison yeah. riot, basically. <laughs> so, like, whatever whatever they're doing, I I believe it's something bad. Like, mm-hmm. I think these are our bad guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seems like because it. the music because suggests. Because Daryl's our good I'm guy. Sorry, if Daryl says, have, like, if Daryl says, she I don't like eyebrows this, or a mustache. Was she twirling a mustache? She had like she had like a scar and a and an eye patch <laughs> and a hook for a hand. And she so tied Daryl to a railroad track. It gave it away. Yes. And she with, threw like, like a bag of money over her shoulder and tiptoed away. <laughs> so she's definitely a villain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. She wore an evil hat. I think they purposely wanted us to think of Elizabeth Kublik and Jadis Stokes when we looked at her. Ooh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about you know Jadis. I'll even extend. I'll extend a little bit of that grace that you were giving to Cordon to Jeanne. Because, like, they're doing their thing. Caldon's doing his thing. I don't know how far this group takes it, but they're obviously doing scientific experiments. Daryl didn't like it. But then again, Daryl says, I made a bunch of bad decisions, too. So well, the bad so, decisions led him to the bad people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or it seems to me like a lot of the things he gets into is deciding to trust people that otherwise he shouldn't trust. Should not be trustworthy. Well, he right. said he met, he ran into bad people and they, they throw him on a boat, basically. So mm-hmm. I just feel like why were there prisoners on this boat if they weren't the experiments? Well, there's also the test subjects, which were were, were walkers. 
right? Mm-hmm. They were chained up and whatnot. I mean, they were. Mm. What's they that were sound then. Like to you? Maybe they maybe they arrived on the ship World as beyond. human, right? Maybe sounds yeah. a lot like World Beyond. And maybe Daryl was one of those people, and mm-hmm. when he saw what they were doing, he was like, "Oh." Hell no. Hell no. Burn <laughs> this shit down. And to Bridget's point, she says it sounds like a lot like World Beyond. Yeah. Yep. A's and yep. B's and stuff like that. Could be. Yep. Could be. But then again, like, Sarah's right. like, hey, France, check out what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing a lot better. <laughs> oh, our New York office exploded a couple years back. No shade. <laughs> we're just going to keep rolling on. Okay. <laughs> we were taken down by two teenagers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> freaking america am i right kids right all the guns Mm -hmm. (laughs) damn kids all of a sudden it's like an episode of scooby-doo if it weren't for those meddling kids kids, we would have those meddling kids (laughs) firstly you said we would (laughs) have But you know what's funny about that? That's how they spoke. It's really weird. What? That's what they said. Know, they were. T- it was terrible. I can't wait to edit this out. But how can I? <laughs> I can't. It's just. It was terrible. I love you so much. I can't tell you. Shut up. <laughs> meddling. 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 Right. Meddling, meddling kids. Meddling kids. Yep, yep. I'm crying. Oh goodness. They blew okay. up our building <laughs> and all of our test subjects. So I. Uh, I stole I, our scientists. <laughs> But they're, but they're just trying to get the cure? Me? Question mark? I, I don't know. Question mark? Is there, I don't know, it I don't know what to make Troy of this person. Troy too and his experiments. What Does was it the though? point of that? Are you looking for the cure? Or are you just like screwing around? Science for the sake of science. I like understanding it more, right? This is a good opportunity to go back to the title sequence, which we can go on impressions of that. But one specific sequence was a book of the human body written in Latin with the musculatory system, but it looks like a walker, right? Obviously. And uh, one of the things that was written down in red ink is French, right? And it says the following, contrôler la mort, which means control death. Very interesting. You'll see that on the top left of the page, the left page. There's a little bit of red ink in the middle of the page on the right, the left page on the right. And it says, si on suit Richard Coeur, ça va se diffuser plus vite. Which, so, which means... If you recharge the heart, so if you if you restart the heart, the virus will spread faster. On the right side, there's a picture of the brain. I couldn't make out the words that were there. I like that it's written in Latin, and then there's French notes. So obviously they're studying the dead. Guys, I'm reading through my notes. It says, laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry. Why did Daryl give her the hand? Because he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> obviously crazy lady that was when she started really getting into like the religious stuff and when she said the revival of humanity the look on daryl's face i just lost it yeah the funny thing about daryl is that he doesn't give the reactions that i would i'd be like fuck <laughs> that yeah. he's just like this just yeah. like side <laughs> eyes like he's giving her the side eyes like <laughs> gonna go bye yeah, yeah. And while i'm borrowing this and this and <laughs> yeah, I'm borrowing. It's just borrowing. It's borrowing. That's like when somebody like reaches into your snack bag. I'm gonna borrow this. Can I borrow this? Can I borrow a piece of gum? I'll give it back. So I, I mentioned the book because it just kind of goes back to the scientists at the end. I'm like, have they found out more about what being an undead means too? Obviously, Mrs. Broom is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> they want to get. They want to get. 
They want to get Daryl Dixon back, apparently. <laughs> Why? Who cares? Let him go. Revenge, obviously. That's what but I want to know. For like, who cares? Like, I'm thinking, if you lose a lab rat, I mean, yes, you, you should destroy the lab rat, right? Because you don't want it to contaminate the population. Well, he just he destroyed the lab. So they're like, fuck yeah, this dude. We need to kill him. I, I wonder, like... Why not just get new test subjects and move on? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the mission. No, that's not right? ever how it is, though. It's like people are always like petty and like vindictive in these shows. Well, I asked the question because could there be something more to it? Oh, because Daryl is easy. Cure and they need him. Mm, I think it's just revenge. Yeah, I, so you think I it's don't. like a Rick thing, Bridget? No, I that, was like, lying. Okay, I don't want that at she all was kidding. to be the case. That was I said it was sarcasm. I literally <laughs> rolled back in my head. <laughs> yeah. But now I'm not it kidding. It was so heavy. No, I was sarcasm. kidding. I do not think that that's it. You know what? It's the bacterium that, that he's grown on his body by not showering. That I is actually that. the cure. It's like penicillin. It's a human petri dish. Yeah, basically. They don't want this dangerous person that's going to go around and destroy things just running free in France. I don't know. Okay, I think Jasmine has a good point. They want to know how he escaped. Remember, our characters are always special badass assets. So, I mean, maybe they want to know how he escaped so that they can stop other people from escaping so we can fix our mistakes. It's like those hackers that they hire to hack into things so that they can figure out where their security is lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The white hats, basically. Yeah. I think that's a good theory, but I still I still think it's just revenge. I think this bitch is like, you destroyed my lab. I'm going to destroy your face. She's like, all this destroyed for one American. Uh, I'm CRM and I'm mad. Well, she doesn't have a haircut. The plot of like every movie ever. She doesn't have a bad haircut. One person did something terrible and I'm going to destroy an entire city just to find them. You have a bad (laughs) haircut if you're lower level CRM. (laughs) I see. I see. Once you're higher which, level, they let you have better hair. Which, by the way, at the better, end of the day, she never had hairstylist. Yeah, she never had the. She was never CRM too, which is the weird part. Maybe she was like, "I'm CRM," quote unquote. Like she's, like, oh, I'm all for it, but never was. What was your overall overall impression of the title? Like, because it was some talk online, online on the web, on the www about people being on the fence about it. Not really liking it as much. And I was kind of like, well, I don't understand why. <laughs> what? That's the thing you're picking out? It's different and it's not as horror sounding as some other ones. That song is kind of beautiful that they're playing in the title sequence. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And- Did you miss? <laughs> right. Is that what it is? You wanted that? You want that From back? fear? Uh, nobody i don't want that back. i never want <laughs> I that some people no. do that. i can't stand oh watching those episodes for that reason like i always have to like oh god hit the mute button quick it's coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> no really, really that was me too it's like so loud it's not showing daryl i guess as much as you would think in his title sequence but who cares i don't think i, don't know. I like it negan or maggie at all yeah, has since, right. when, yeah. since when are we like so focused on a title sequence that we're like i don't i don't like it Right. The last time yeah. I remember talking about one so much is when when it changed when The Walking Dead changed in se- like for season nine, mm-hmm. and that was like yeah. a huge. It and was like a huge like difference because they had the same one. Oh, I see, and I loved it. Yeah, I, I did. Too. I, I, I really that. loved. I loved the change. I did too. I mean, we talked about the Dead City intro a little bit, but and the music I mean, would this help one, too. Yeah, I mean, I think this was was fine. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. A, it was very heavy on the red. Mm-hmm. 
the red clouds, the so, black clouds. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, so I don't know if that's supposed to be symbolic Ominous. of something, but I enjoyed it. Blood is a very religious element, right? Like, so that would make sense if we're going this route okay, of like religion. Yeah. Like, you're Whoa. cleansed in in blood, essentially the blood yeah, of the I'm innocent lamb, an offering. I mean, it runs rampant through religious mm-hmm. concepts. So, well, even if you take mm-hmm. religion out of the equation, the like the blood in the streets. So you're talking about lo- the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. You literally see mm-hmm. Daryl okay. on a building looking down at the streets of Paris and the cloud of red blood is actually going through the streets. It's not going above the, the roof. It's just traveling through the streets. I thought that was very Game cool of imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and in, the, in a sense, blood and fire. But then, then you have like romantic <laughs> images of religion and stuff like that. Like reminds me of like the Sistine Chapel is sort of thing. It's kind of, um, plagues too it's like passovery mm-hmm. <laughs> sure <laughs> sure yeah the first plague right that's actually kind of what i thought of like watching that red like smoke i don't know why i thought of the plague yeah, maybe mm. maybe that's the reason which also shows mm-hmm. the, the the catacombs with all the skulls on the making up the walls of it and the dead roaming through that as well like so it's targetedly french in terms of theme in terms of revolution in terms of religion and and iconography and also cultural symbols like the Tour Eiffel and the Arc de Triomphe, which is like the symbol of freedom, the, the symbol of modernity. They should be able to watch it. They should watch it? You just said yeah. that. Like France they should, should be, be able, able to watch, watch Daryl Dixon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I didn't hear the whole I like, thing. I don't understand you're right. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I think it was a continued thought from stuff we were saying earlier. Yeah, exactly. It was just, yes, just and so the randomly. UK, Jasmine. I don't mean to leave you out. No, 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 not those those people. No, Mm-mm. sorry, just the French. Just free <laughs> free VPNs for everyone. I also did like the reaction that Daryl had when he saw the Dieu vous aime, God loves you. He's looking oh, up in yeah. the oh, yeah. French English translation dictionary, and he's like, God loves you. <laughs> he just like makes an audible like. <laughs> 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 No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> God loves you. Stupid. It's d- yeah. That's basic. That was Daryl's equivalent of him yeah. saying. And then Dave stupid. did the gritty. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use this scale in terms of comparing it to maybe Dead City. Are you more hyped for this series than you were at the beginning of Dead City? Is there a basis for comparison? Especially after watching this first episode, don't feel like you could compare the two shows at all. They're not the same vibe i know they're from the same universe but that's about it i love daryl dixon so i was the most excited for his spinoff anyway over towel and over dead city i think it is comparing apples and oranges i don't think you can really compare them now again i am a basic b so i of course i love daryl and he's my favorite and i was most <laughs> excited for this. by the way giving big ups to your comment <laughs> I, say that for the audio podcast i was most excited for this because i just was excited to see where it went and i was happy to not lose daryl because if any of you remembered the last few episodes before the end, I'd actually theorized that maybe Daryl would die and that the spinoff was actually like a fake out, much like Robert Kirkman did with the comic books. I do remember. Because yeah, they hadn't started filming yet and like the location wasn't even settled and it was like all of this stuff was going on. So I was like, maybe he won't even be around anymore. So I was just, I'm thankful that we have the show. It's uniquely specific to me that I enjoy the content and the context as much as I do because of the overtly religious themes. I just think it's cool. I just think it's a cool area to explore. So I'm excited for this and I'm excited about the concept of, of hope. 
because I like, and Daryl being the one that is in this storyline makes it even more well, interesting. Daryl and I have <laughs> some similarities in terms of like past life. Same same reason I love Carol as much as I do, and so all right, the mention of his father and yeah, and, his and so some of that just like it scars. just hits close to home. The people have really <sighs> now I'm gonna start crying. This is so stupid. The people have like really been through it in life, like tend to be the most hopeful, and it's because we've seen such bad stuff but because we've made it out the other side because our scars have healed we like have all this hope this is why am i crying this is the first episode this is so dumb uh, we have to insist we get her to cry every episode i think we need I've to do started this. too high to... and now it's gotta continue every time just no. blame it on like we're we're an hour three dave that's that's what that's i do i end up crying <laughs> Hour three. <laughs> to be fair, when I get tired, I do cry. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, see, I know Bridget. It's nice to allow someone who's had such a rough go of it be hope for other people. Right, and not let up and not not let people who suffer not be redressed, let's say. That's why I'm like really looking forward to the rest of this. Bridget, did you enjoy the fact that Daryl in that one episode was able to change the mother? What's her name? Superior. Superior's mind about him as being like the messenger as, as being like at first she didn't think he was a messenger oh. she didn't think he belonged there she didn't want him anywhere like and then at the end she was like you know maybe it is him well he came back that just says a lot right he didn't have to he didn't just like laurent said anything. he would by the way yes i will laurent says yeah. it says it there's a third thing yeah. by the way spooky baby shit then. rachel yeah. i don't know what i'm calling sorry <laughs> rachel <laughs> it's fine <laughs> some broken clocks can be right three times a day i guess so anyway, anyway, um, this kid is nostradamus and he's just throwing a lot of stuff out there the spaghetti on the wall let's see what sticks we all know dara likes spaghetti <laughs> and she was okay with the fact that he couldn't save what i viewed as her daughters but her sisters i guess that they're considered she knew laurent would be safe i feel like that's why she felt like that at the end isn't that a nicer picture to paint mm -hmm. that you die knowing that what you're trying to do that is being served and that yeah and you can die at peace that's just i don't know that was like a really beautiful moment and i feel like maybe she thought daryl was hopeless and faithless and now she's dying feeling like he's not well and again this is this is a religious context but old testament new testament doesn't matter Right. Like doesn't matter because Dave, you can attest to this in Old Testament. God always chooses the unlikely. Always. Moses was well, nervous sometimes. to speak in front of people. And yet he was yeah, he yeah. was created to lead. Rather than his uh is arguably much more knowledgeable and religious brother, mm -hmm. Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. So like right. Moses was the mm -hmm. one to lead. There's all these instances of like you look at someone like the Apostle Paul, he crucified Christians. And yet he became a mouthpiece for God. There's all of these instances of this throughout religion. So like, I just think it's really fitting. That would be a really fitting thing. Like if you're telling a story wrapped in like hope and like with all these religious overtones and undertones, it's going to be someone who is unlikely and he is unlikely for this. I'm thinking of more religious instances where that sort of happens, but it's not important in prophets. There's in the, a lot of them. The I mean, I can, there's tons of them. Yeah. I can't, I could ramble them all Samuel off, and David. Yeah. The yeah. Whole, yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree with everybody so far. It's really hard to compare the two, especially for me, because I was not excited at all for Dead City. I was going into this with super low expectations. Um, it ended up 
surprising me and I, you know, really ended up enjoying it. And I like this, the storyline and a lot of the new characters that they introduced us to. I will say I was, a, I'm a little more excited for the Daryl spinoff, mostly due to spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. not, no, no, not you. Not I you. know exactly uh, okay. what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've right. been spoiled on that too. I hate it. But anyway. I yeah. don't know if I have. I, I don't know yeah. if I, I have mean, either. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I love, no, we're not. We're absolutely not going to talk about it. I love and I hate it. But if I'm being completely honest, even like on a larger scale, ever since The Walking Dead ended, I've just been sort of numb as far as all of these spinoffs go. I have a really hard time getting too terribly excited for any of them because my heart and soul is done. It ended almost a year ago. Isn't it also like that thing that you do where you lower expectations to avoid quote unquote being hurt too? So yes. like why let yes. something new in that could Absolutely. break your heart? I don't want to be excited for any of these spinoffs because I, I'm afraid that they're going to let me down. And if I, if I'm way down here, whatever happens is going to be a pleasant surprise. I did enjoy this episode. I am excited to see where the rest of the season goes cautiously <laughs> as per usual and charity brings up a really good point too she says not gonna lie fear being so awful really cooled my jets after being disappointed after feeling that disappointment it is hard to get excited about things now because i know what that feels like and so i'm gonna go into all of this with caution and protecting myself but so far so good let's see where this goes <laughs> yeah i'm in it to win it <laughs> yes, as far as I go, I can compare the series just in terms of pacing and tone. I couldn't get it out of my mind how in Dead City things moved pretty fast. Whereas in this series, I feel like there's a bit more breathing room. Like even though the first epi episode, uh, quite a few things happen. And rather than the, the long establishing, like, how did we get here? We're going to get that over time. Do we have more episodes of this? I think it's just six episodes. But still, that's kind of what I'm saying is that which is frustrating. In six episodes of Dead City, I felt like everything was frenetic. Ugh, I'm constantly mm -hmm. anxious. We're just rushing to tell this story in six episodes. Whereas so far as I've seen with The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, I feel like there's a bit more breathing room. We can comfortably tell a story so far and maybe fill you in along the way on some of the backstory or some of the details of people's histories and past and stuff like that. And at the same time, find out more about, let's say, even Daryl or Find about found out find out more about the characters that we know. So I I feel a noticeably different shift in the way I'm enjoying this series. Whereas that Dead City, I'm just kind of like white knuckling. I'm like, oh, we got to cover the next episode. Oh, so much happens in this episode. Oh, it, oh, this happened. Now we got to talk about this. Oh, people are dying left and right. That makes sense though and in terms this, of like personalities. And New mm -hmm. York City versus it, France. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. It just makes yeah. sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, and I, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I am. I'm just putting a finger on the energy and the, the mood that I'm feeling while watching this. And you know what? I'm okay with both, but I'm, I'm, I'm liking the idea that I can breathe through this series so far that there's mm -hmm. room to tell a story in a good one. And this is exactly is something that you said also, Bridget, is that that's what I want in a story. I want to be able to tell an insular story that doesn't have to connect to the rest of the universe or a big bad that we've seen before that has grown bigger. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. I want these offshoot stories with singular characters that introduce new characters, kind of like what we were talking about with Tales of the Walking Dead. I'm okay with insular stories. Yeah. I would have preferred, of course, a little bit more ties to the greater universe when it comes to Tales of the Walking Dead. Honestly, it tells me who reads comic books and who doesn't. 
because that's a very comic book thing to do. Like one shot comics are such a common theme where you end up with like a one shot or like maybe a three shot like series that's like an insular story. But like if you aren't into that type of storytelling, if you're not like accustomed to that type of storytelling, then that can be really, I guess, upsetting theoretically. Like it's not for me because I read comic books and I enjoy comic books and I like that type of storytelling because I still get my favorite characters. I still get that hit of like what I want, but it doesn't necessarily change the entire narrative or like create new canon or like any of this other stuff. You know, you don't have to like retcon stuff in to like make it work. You don't have to take title cards away to make a timeline work right. that doesn't really work, but it, it's fine. Who cares anyway? Right, that story is over yeah. and it doesn't have to be brought up again, yeah. essentially. But yeah, all of this to say is that I think that's that's what Tales of the Walking Dead was missing, was that I think that's what people people wanted at least a character or somebody they knew from the original series is 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 or sides projects. And uh, yeah, no, they did and which is why they liked it so much. And maybe that's that's really the key element. And so we're sort of getting that plus that in the new Daryl spinoff. And with that, everybody, if you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Dead five stars and an eggplant is all we need to know that you love us, but tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what you think we might have missed. But remember to tell us after every single episode. And if you really like what we're doing, you want to join us in these recording sessions because we only post our recording schedules in these two platforms. <laughs> Try following us on either Kofi or Patreon. That's ko-fi.com slash dead and patreon.com slash dead. You don't have to buy us a coffee on Kofi. You don't have to join a membership tier on either platform. All you need to do is follow us so you can get that notification to join us in these recording sessions so you can lend your thoughts like Jasmine did today in the chat, the instantaneous chat. If you feel so inclined to buy us a co coffee on Kofi, you'll get 30 days of supported back content to our unedited episode recordings and cool little drops that we do. And if you decide to join a membership tier, you will get access to perks. You'll definitely get access to our Discord and a whole host of other things. I've been your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Charity, aka Blazy Gardner in the chat, as well as Bridget, ko-fi.com slash Brewster. that's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-R, and of course, Survivor's Tier member, Takira, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E, that's Connie Dixon for life. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week as we discuss the second episode of The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. Have a good one. And I hope you enjoyed this. Take care. Bye. I can't wait to Bye. cry. Bye. 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 Cry. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you so much for listening to our first discussion on The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon, phase two of spinoffs in The Walking Dead universe. As always, we like to end these podcasts off by shouting out our Survivors and Whispers tier members in that order, which you can join and receive a shout out at the end of every episode by heading to either Kofi or Patreon, that's ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead or patreon.com slash squawkingdead. Starting with the Survivors tiers, we've got Takira, who joined us today, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E. That's Connie Dixon for life. FanArtLindy, you can reach at ko-fi.com slash FanArtLindy. At ElisaJones71 on Instagram or at JonesAG6 on Twitter. And last but definitely not least, at RealRyanGM on Twitter. Up next with the Whispers tier members, we've got at Judith.Morton on Instagram. Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin. At Tyler Phillip Cox on both Instagram and Twitter. At Sandy.D.Morrison on 
Facebook, and of course, Lois at lois.martin.54 on Facebook. Thank you again for listening, and remember to rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead, and stay tuned for our next discussion on The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon. But until then, remember that we are Squawking Dead. Thank you.